Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey guys, hope everyone had a happy Easter. Today with us, we have Dr. Joni Dittrich, aka Raja Shrima. She is a master of four Reiki lineages, interspiritual teacher of meditation, yogic wisdom, and holistic wellness. From her many years of practice as a psychologist and healer, she sees true healing as a gateway to spiritual wisening. She's the founder of the Wisdom School based in Napa, California, and is dedicated to offering online and in-person healing sessions and training with her modality that she founded, Kelly Key Reiki. She's joining us today, though, to tell us about her new book, May the Love Force Be With You, Kelly Key Reiki, Healing Through Divine Mother and Yogic Wisdom. Her book is amazing, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Hello. Namaste. Namaste. Good to see you, Shana. So very nice to meet you. Welcome into my space. I am your student and I'm very honored. And may the love force be with you, right? That's right. May the love force be with all of us. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear about your divine feminine journey and how that combined with one of my great loves, Reiki. So it's kind of interesting. I'll just go way back if you don't mind, Shanna. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm 70. So, you know, when I was a kid, it was a long time ago. But when, when I was young and I read the Bible, what I discovered is different from what they were teaching me in church, that what most of what Jesus actually did was healing. And of course, it was an energy healing right it was the healing through the holy spirit through the divine and i was fascinated by this and i remember going to the teacher of my communion class this was at an episcopal church and asking you know and saying you know in the bible jesus is doing all this healing work is that something we can do and this man you know bless his heart said to me well Joni, you know Back in those days, they didn't have all the great medical science we have. So kind of like what he was saying is Jesus did the best he could for the times. (laughs) So that was the teaching that, yeah, I was getting in the church. It was like, oh, I see. Okay, so if I want to do healing, I need to get an MD or something like that, which wasn't my forte. And so I did eventually actually get a PhD in psychology because that seemed like the compromise in a way. But it never left me, Shanna, that feeling that divine energy of Holy Spirit, which I now call the love force energy of the divine feminine, And interestingly, you probably know this, it was a feminine energy in Jesus's time. 
it was. And, I, you know, I think that is so, so fascinating. So, you know, like many women today, it's been kind of like a, a journey back in time to revisit history in a new way. And I became a psychologist and I loved my work. You know, it was wonderful to help people transform, but it was through words. It was through the mind, right? And, you know, even as a psychotherapist, you don't touch your clients. But, you know, I was practicing yoga, I was doing meditation, and I still felt there was something. So I went ahead and I got some Reiki training, but I just started doing it on the side with my friends, with my family. And I, I still couldn't bring it into my practice. So I did that for almost 20 years before I finally found the right teacher for me to become a master, a Reiki master. Because you probably know this, and, and maybe you've experienced it, where you can be a Reiki master basically within a weekend. And I felt like, no, it, mastery, you know, just the word, right, to be a master of something in a weekend. I mean, maybe you have a couple of other weekends prior to that, but it just didn't feel like enough. So eventually I found the right teacher. That's what really got me on the path of Reiki. And at the time, there was like a convergence of things. This was about 2008 that I'd actually already been a Reiki master for a year. And I just started on a deep course of study of tantric, Shaivite, you know, Hindu yogic philosophy, meditation. And it was the convergence of those two things that allowed, I think, for Divine Mother to come through. And so I'd been a Reiki master now for a year only. I'd already had a couple of students. And then suddenly I started getting these downloads of new symbols. And as you know, through Reiki, Reiki is transmitted and practiced and it's empowered through symbols. And so from 2008 on, it was just kind of like, that's my path. And I eventually did actually retire my psychology license. Although, of course, you know, the work informs me. You know, I received a symbol as well. It's interesting because it was through a Reiki class as well. I mean, I was teaching Reiki and I had everyone close their eyes and we'd never done this before, but I wanted everyone to find their own symbol. We did, but then the next morning I woke up and, and in my dream, I got a very clear message that I had wrote my symbol wrong. And, and I saw it very clearly and I sat in bed till like 11, which I don't do. And I sat there and I made the symbol. But then after months and months and sharing my symbol with people, people were like, oh, wow, I mean, this means this. And I was like, really? Oh my gosh, you're right. I had put the masculine symbol and the feminine symbol upside down on top of each other. You had no idea. There was the triple goddess in there. There was the star of David, which also symbolizes the Bob, which my last name. So, cause it's the male and female and the Bob is that unification. So there was all these synchronicities that I learned about the symbol throughout the time. And then one day I'm watching this unearthed episode. It was about the Knights of Templar because I was studying Sophia and that led me to the Knights of Templar. So I'm watching and the guy in the episode is drawing out my symbol piece by piece and explaining what it means. I mean, isn't that amazing? But it stood for Mary Magdalene, Jesus, and possibly an offspring. 
it, it was the hook X. Wait, what is the hook X? So it was it was oh. a symbol that they used to symbolize that the Knights of Templar were there. And this guy believes that that hook X symbolized that there was a lineage. Well, coincidentally, as I am watching this show, they're talking about a Henry Sinclair. Ancestor is a huge part of my journey. I even teach it. And I have a Sinclair lineage in Scotland. Well, there you go. It's amazing. And yet it's not, right? This is what we're beginning to understand. The extraordinary is not so extraordinary. We just have to change right. our frame of reference and we have to be open to this. And so, yeah, clearly this message is coming through to you. You're getting the symbol. It has personal meaning to you. It has a universal meaning as well and sounds very much like it's part of a lineage. So I'm just curious, Shannon, do you feel like this is something that you already knew in another incarnation in another lifetime, or do you feel more like this is being passed down to you? So I would say that this is something that has been repressed in my lineages, repressed in all of the past lives that I'm aware of. So I have goosebumps right now because it is a very, very powerful thing for me to experience this. Wow. So it's a very opening thing, challenging too. Yeah. yeah because I have to retrain everything I know about yes. what I thought. Something that had not been allowed in, which we could generalize that kind of experience actually even just to the divine feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Culture as a whole, that for so many years, she has been marginalized and not allowed in. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is all absolutely fascinating. And I know our journeys parallel very much in terms of our seeking of the divine feminine and pilgrimages and things like that. But I do want to mention that there's so many parallels to what you experienced and what happened with me with many of these symbols. Um, I tell the story in the book of one symbol. I think it was like 48 hours that I was working on it to get it right because it was a symbol of infinity and all the interconnections in all possibilities. Well, how do you put that into a symbol? I saw it mm -hmm. right in my inner eye, but then to try to reproduce something that expresses basically the multiverses, you know, in a two-dimensional drawing is, you know, virtually impossible. And yet ultimately, you know, it, it showed up. And one of the differences in our lineage, Kali Ki Reiki, compared to the traditional uh, lineage of Asui, is we're very careful when we graphically depict these symbols to show them as light because most symbols are, are written down, you know, they're written in black ink or whatever on a white paper. And instead we do it with white on a black background to really show that not only are they light, but they're moving, vibrating, dancing forms of light. And you know, having been taught the traditional Asui symbols, right? It's like you have to get them just right. You know, you have to, you have to, get all the lines right and you have to dot your I's and cross your T's. And some teachers don't let you pass a Reiki class until you've gotten the symbol just right. But it's like, no, these are dancing, moving forms of light and they morph into one another. And that's the energy 
right, of the divine feminine. So yeah, I think the experiences are very, very similar. And then also something I don't actually talk about a lot, and I don't even think I talked about this very directly in the book, is that when Ma, that's I call her Ma, Kali Ma, Divine Mother, when she was giving me these symbols, you know, she eventually said to me that this is a new lineage and, you know, that it, it, I'm going to be stewarding it and presenting it into the world. But also, it wasn't that it was like a new lineage, right? It just, and I still have not fully discerned whether this lineage of Kali Ki Reiki was available to people on this planet few thousand years ago. I have a feeling that it has come from actually another dimension so that it may not have been a lineage and this plane, so to speak. That would make a lot of sense because I would say if there was such a lineage that was on another dimension and the divine feminine wanted to gift this to those who were in the capability of receiving it and teaching it and whatever you're receiving it maybe one way and maybe i'm receiving it another yes but yet it's from the same energy and we're receiving it so very similar even if the words are different kali ma sophia whatever i have goosebumps again it won't stop mm. <laughs> i've never had goosebumps this long <laughs> i mean that says something right i think you know i wouldn't be surprised if women and perhaps men too, you know, all over the world have received, you know, symbols here and there. And actually, you mentioned um, earlier J.J. Uh, Hurtak and their work, he and his wife. And I know they're connected with um, Kurt Johnson, who actually, and I know he's had experiences of getting the message of divine feminine lineages coming in and symbols, you know, so, so I think there are many. Now, the ones that came to me, now these just happen to be this system of Kali Ki Reiki. But actually, it was really great, Shana, because I'd been receiving these symbols, you know, always a surprise never knew so, but you never know when this is going to happen and like i said every time i thought oh this is probably the last eventually one symbol didn't come through me one of our um, masters rende lazur was a longtime practitioner and energy healer i had just attuned her to the most recent symbol that had shown to me and then she had similar experience to you. She went home and for three months, she was actually just doodling this symbol that Divine Mother had given to her. And she was a little nervous about showing it to me. The moment I saw it, it was like, yes, yes, this is part of this lineage. And so it brought a completion at that point. And then one of the next symbols that showed up was fascinating and this is partly why i feel like this all comes from other dimensions if you will i was giving a reiki session to one of our level two people who was a woman i'd known for many many years linda lang she's an amazing artist and she had known my deceased husband bob and bob had died a couple of years uh, previously and without going into too much you know, I knew kind of where he was in his journey post-death, and it was like time for an emergence, so to speak, from that soul realm. 
but I wasn't even thinking about it. I went to her feet to place my hands on the soles of her feet, and then I felt these hands on my back, and of course, you know, I knew his hands, right? You're not married to somebody for 30 plus years, and you don't have this sense. And I figuratively turned around with my wisdom eye, and behind me I saw my husband, Bob, as a cocapelli. And, and he had on this great big magnificent headdress. It went like 50 feet behind him and it was all, you know, just color. All just this beautiful, you know, uh, translucent coloring. It was just, it was absolutely amazing. And so I had my hand on her feet. I felt these hands on my back. I saw this vision of him. And I felt this energy just shoot through Linda like woof. And she's kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And then I went to her heart and placed my hands on her heart. She starts crying, and she had felt this phenomenal surge of energy when it happened. And when I placed my hands on her heart, her heart turned into another beautiful symbol. And because she's a great artist, she was able to actually reproduce this very quickly. Uh, we call this symbol the Vimana Darshana. And then I told her about my vision of Bob, and that's when she really started crying because she loved Bob too. And we truly feel that he had brought this through from another realm and had given us this gift of another symbol for the Kaliki Reiki lineage. That's such an amazing story. And I'm sure you have a story behind every single symbol because that is truly, right, what gives the power to the symbol, right? Yeah, I, yeah it's the experience, of course. And you're right. I mean, you have, you have a story for your symbol. And so that is part of what, you know, in the book, I tell the stories of each symbol, how they appear. And then, just like you, you know, it usually takes a while to work with them and understand their full meaning. And the master symbol for Kali Ki Reiki appeared to me years before I felt like I had fully unpacked it. And I don't even like to say fully unpacked, right? Because they just keep showing up. Because again, they're living, so they're always dancing and morphing and changing. And I think the more receptive we are to them, the more we can understand about what they do and their purposes. And to me, these are the divine love force. That's what, I don't call it life force anymore. I call it love force. Love force. I love that. Yeah. I may adopt that. I've been a Reiki master for, I don't know, maybe almost seven years. Okay. You know, I've had a lot of students. Of course, you know, you're growing as you, you know, as a teacher, you're learning more than ever. You know, you learn more than you do as a student. And I found that at the beginning, I was putting myself back in a box. I mean, I had, you know, got out of the box of religion and put myself into a Reiki box. <laughs> so I'm lenient in my teaching. I want people to make it their own. Like, this is a beautiful foundation that I'm teaching you. And I will teach you the foundation and the principles, but make it your own. 
I mean, that's why we're all here, right? We're all unique expressions of the divine. And I can do this too. I can get caught in the cookie cutter box. And, And there's a traditionalist kind of movement within the whole Reiki world as well, which I have deep respect for. And yet, yeah, it can be limiting. I mean, Macau Asui was an enlightened master around 1900. You know, he was a man, he was a Buddhist monk, he brought Reiki into the world beautifully, but in a way that suited, you know, that generation. That time. Yeah, that time. Exactly. And so, you know, that to me is one of the beauties of this Kali Ki Reiki lineage. It's like it came in at the beginning of this century, mm-hmm. and it's coming through the Divine Feminine, mm-hmm. know, which is very different than any traditional Reiki lineage. And do you teach your symbol to your students or are you keeping it more for yourself? Because I do think some symbols are meant for us as individuals. With your book and your symbols and as talking about this, because I thought perhaps, you know, it is for all. I have been very open to share. It's not something that I don't, you know, I did a whole episode on it in my mini series. I've shared it with all my Reiki students. You know, I say that all the time when it even comes to religion. I'm like, we're evolving as a people. Everything's evolving. How can anyone, you know, stick to any old traditions? I mean, we would be, there would still be slavery, you know, if we still had the same laws and rules that we did just, you know, a hundred years ago. So I have now added recently finding their own symbol as well. You know, I'm really encouraging them to visualize and receive something of their own. But, you know, another thing that I have learned over the past year, so I've done the Flame Body Shadow Healing course. I don't know if you're familiar. I think it's originally created by Ashana Dean. And I took my course through Dr. Jerry Rivera Gigenio. And it was receiving the symbols by staring at them. And you tone these songs. Uh Uh-huh. Given specific songs? Yes. All I know is that it was such a powerful experience. Mm-hmm. So he also does this with his Rasha machine. So he's the founder of the Rasha. It's a scalar energy machine. I talk a lot about this because I'm a big fan of it because it works. And he has you stare at a symbol. Like you were saying, these symbols are alive, right? They have a frequency and a vibration to them. And so he's connected them the vibrational sound with the symbol. And you and I were talking just before about like doing mantra with your name. And I think that that is so very important, right? I mean, sound and light, they're vibrations of the universe. And so if it's coming to you to work those together, I think it's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I don't know how you were trained in classical Reiki, but, you know, in some teachers teach you to chant the name of the symbols, Chokurei, Chokurei, Chokurei. And interestingly, in Kaliki Reiki, we don't tend to do that so much. We do a lot of oming and we tone and we do sound healing, many of us, but we don't tend to do the chanting. However, like the names of our symbols, they're Sanskrit, mm-hmm. and um, although they're kind of difficult for people to learn initially, to me, the Sanskrit language, it is a sacred language, and the pronunciation of the symbol 
is that but how lovely i mean i'm just thinking you know from what you said hmm, to put the the even the names of the symbols to yeah. a chant like vishva chakra and as you're like looking at the symbol yeah yeah what an interesting thing because that is one thing that we recommend to people like even with the book there are graphics of the symbols and we recommend that, that yes. they just gaze at them in yoga they right. call the yantra right that they just gaze on them but but kind of to gaze and pronounce or start to sing find your own rhythm yeah. for the symbol i like that and a lot of this came through the divine feminine to me this yeah. is part of the journey where I had discovered, you know, even back in the Bible, King Solomon, King David, David would play the lyre for King Saul. And when he would play the lyre, the vibrations, it really, I researched the lyre and what it does. I mean, it's literally that healing tone and it would create a field around him. Of healing and he and all of the demons and negative energies would be flying out of him. And I thought, wow, that's so amazing. There's just something to this divine energy. Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes when I'm actually yeah. doing healing work, maybe you do this, I will tone, I'll um, I'll blow into their skull, I'll blow in areas of the body that are stuck, you know when we're making sound oh you know we're really moving mm -hmm. not just the energy we're moving the physical molecules so yeah i think it's all fascinating and i just love that you invite your students to see if their own symbol comes to them so it was to my the last two reiki master classes that i taught i actually shared with them well you guys are really lucky because I'm so on my Sophia journey, I'm going to have to tell you all about the Divine Mother. So it became part of it. When the Divine Feminine came into your life and all of these things merged together, how long did it take before you created Kaliki? Yeah, so um, it really didn't take long. I mean, okay. it's, it's kind of the other way around. I mean, I had always kind of like um, in a political feminist way, you know, I had talked about the Divine Mother, and I had studied a little bit, but it really wasn't until she started giving me these symbols and showing up for me so directly that that's yeah. what really crystallized my journey. So there I was, I, you know, I was a deep yogic student and practitioner and teacher. And so, of course, she would appear to me, right, as Kali. And of course, Kali, I like to think of her as she's the goddess of transformation. People talk about her as the goddess of death and destruction. And actually, she's not the goddess of death at all. There's a god of death, Yama. But, you know, she's creation and dissolution. But that's transformation, right? Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is the beauty of, you know, a deep understanding of, of who Kali is. But then that just reopened up to me, you know, the Divine Mother in the Christian and the Western traditions as well. That's then when I started going to um, Europe and going to the sites of Mary Magdalene. And interestingly, I had been also, before the, I was given the name Rajashrima, I was given the name Kalisara. 
And that came directly from Divine Mother, but my teacher at the time verified it. We did a lovely naming ceremony. Well, after I was given this name, that's when I began to learn about St. Sarah. So Mary Magdalene lived in the south of France after she came from Egypt. And this is this is known, this is understood, and I visited her relics in her caves. I don't know if you've done this in the commercial. No, but I want to because oh I and oh, I just talked Shannon. to someone who, you know, is over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's, I want to go. <laughs> Martha's right. and Mary's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this area where she taught there are different stories that she came with Martha and a couple of other Marys mm -hmm. from Egypt and that with them was perhaps her daughter, um, mm -hmm. but there was a woman of dark skin. Mm -hmm. And this woman of dark skin became worshipped as a teacher. And she was called not just Saint Sarah, she wasn't actually a saint for a very long time, but she was Kali Lasara. So here I had been given the name Kalisara, right? And I understood Kalisara from the Sanskrit to mean the essence, Sara, the essence or the flow of Kali. And then I learn about this saint as teacher of the time mm -hmm. of Mary Magdalene. There's evidence, you know, there's actual physical evidence of her who was known as Sara Lakali. Well, that meant Actually, the interpretation from the French was the dark Sarah, the black Sarah. The dark mother. Then I came to understand that this whole area of France that's right on the Mediterranean Sea, it's absolutely gorgeous. You really need to visit it. It's for the home of the flamingos and the wild Camargue horses. And yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, once a year, there's a celebration for Sarah Lacali. And what history knows is she was worshipped by the, the gypsy people. Well, the gypsy people came from India around 1500, and most likely they brought images of Kali, the, the Dark Mother, with them. And, wow. you know, there was probably some sort of conflation between this woman who most likely was a dark faced Egyptian that came mm -hmm. with Mary. Martha's and Mary's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and who probably was a teacher, just like Mary spent many, many years as a teacher. Well, so I was known as Kali Sara, and then I learned about Sarah Lakali. And, you know, I'm very deeply connected with the Black Madonna and with Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary, too, uh, doing this pilgrimage. And it's all wonderful. Then a couple of years later, I meet my guru, and he gives me the name Rajashri. So Rajashri, like Raja, you know, like king. So it basically, Rajashri Ma means like queen mother. But a more esoteric meaning is she of the divine feminine, she of the royal divine feminine lineage or something like that. And, um, and he's telling me this story of one of my previous incarnations where um, I had been the queen mother in a small city state in Greece. One of my sons was king or whatever, and a pandemic came along. Of course, he's telling me the story in 2020 when I was on lockdown <laughs> in India for five months because I couldn't leave because of the pandemic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, blessing probably. Yeah. So so a pandemic came along in, in Greece 
and so I apparently, you know, had a had a. I was also a spiritual teacher, and I had a, a following, a small following of some sorts, and that I moved to the south of France to mm. live out the rest of my days with my students. So he's telling me this story of a previous incarnation and giving me this name, and he has no, no idea that I had done all this research and all of that. He did know that my previous name was Kali Sara, but he had no knowledge of Sarah Lakali or that I had been drawn to the south of France or something like that. You know, these things, yeah. aren't they just phenomenal? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know this is. I have thing. goosebumps again. But I know these are the kinds of things that you're discovering on your journey, Shanna. I know. That's why I'm so excited to speak to someone else who has received such things, because yeah. it's it is divine, and that's what I always say. I'm like, how can I deny these things are so very strong? It's like with Kali Ki, it may not have existed here in the material world, but all of a sudden it's come into this existence, and you have a lot of people who have really received divine healing is very strong. Can you talk about that? You know, maybe the difference that you've seen with, not that we should like shit on Reiki or anything, but you know what I mean? There is a difference in the energy of the divine feminine. Yes, there is. And I think, you know, for lack of better understanding, it's a vibrational and a frequency difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That so many of the people that we work with when we're doing Kaliki Reiki, I mean, first of all, Reiki's Reiki, right? I, I mean, it is the divine energy, called love force, life force, whatever you want to call it. It's the universal. But, you know, how it's transmitted, the vehicle through which it's transmitted, and I'm not talking about the me, the symbols, mm-hmm. you know. So it does make a difference because I believe that these symbols of the Kaliki Reiki and, you know, symbols perhaps like yours, they are attuned to our times, our problems, our issues, not just as individuals, but as a culture globally, etc. And that's what we need to wake up to. So that when I do a healing, you know, people may come in, they've got a physical issue, but they get on the table and suddenly they're journeying you know off in the stars and they're experiencing a divine manifestation and they're having an awakening it's a kundalini awakening that they're having on the table in so many ways and then usually you know the pain mitigates or you know often it just disappears but it certainly mitigates and you know people come away and say, you know, I have never felt that chronic pain since, that kind of thing. And this can happen through all kinds of energy healing, we know that. But to me, it's that direct gift of the divine feminine. And also one of the beauties of Reiki, as you know, is because when I place my hand on you or at distance, but especially when you're doing an in-person healing, it's important to remember that I'm not giving you my energy, right? I'm not absorbing your energy. And that symbol is, it creates a portal. And I like to talk symbols as also as kind of like 
there's an old-fashioned thing. If you if you have a magnifying glass and the sun is beaming, right, you can beam it down into dry grass and the grass will flame. Now you take the magnifying glass away and it's the same sun, same heat, same grass. Mm -hmm. Hope it doesn't catch fire, right? And so to me, these symbols act a little bit like the magnifying glass and they just make, you know, it's a laser yeah. sharp aim. Directing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like that analogy. Now, your book has like what the symbols mean. Like, can I use your symbols? Can anyone with Reiki, you know, don't even tell anybody. No one's supposed to see them. They're secret, secret. I think there was just a cultural thing about, you know, you keep these things very quiet and you certainly don't share them with foreigners, right? Yeah. So that was, it was such a big move when Hawaii Takata was trained. Mm -hmm and then began to bring the Reiki that she learned into the world. So, you know, that was a big evolution. And now we're, I think, at another, we're poised for another evolution. Right. Actually, I'll say that I really had to give it some thought and I really had to wait for Divine Mother's go-ahead to put these symbols into the book. We're still not blasting them over the internet. They're in the book. Mm -hmm. And, of of course, just like the Asui symbols are now all over the internet, I would imagine that may happen here. I'd been told back in the day, well, it will dilute the power of the, the symbols. And what mm -hmm. I think is each person will experience it at their own level. We do actually encourage people to meditate with the symbols, feel them, mm -hmm. do the yantra that you talked about. But really, if you want to start to work with them, now, yeah, we would like you to receive the attunements, the actual mm -hmm. attunements, the, the empowerments, the rituals, yeah. you know, to, to really receive that and to, you know, consider our programs, because like mm -hmm. I said, you know, our master path program, it's a year long. There's an intensity about it. It depends on your own level of seriousness. So I think it's people will receive these in whatever way that they do. But I don't think that the potency of the symbol itself cannot be diluted. Right, right. I mean, you could look at all the symbols of Reiki, right? Some people even tattoo them on them and this and that. But yet, if you've not been really attuned with it and connected with it spiritually, and I do believe, and maybe you can speak on this, the power of the symbol is powerful, one, because it's been passed down from one master to the next. This is a lineage of a power that all says that this is a healing symbol for this reason. Yep. So to me, these symbols are really the Kaliki symbols. They're meditative tools until you're attuned to them. Now, someone like you, who's been a practicing teacher for a long time, I would still recommend, you know, that you get the attunements, but, you know, you may not need to go through all the programs, that kind of thing. And also, you know, the power of the attunement process. I mean, the attunement ritual is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's because you're getting it from someone who has been attuned at a master level to the lineage and lineage goes all the way back to the origin, which is the mm -hmm. source, which is divine mother herself. Mm -hmm. And so 
why would anyone not want to do that? <laughs> you know, that's kind of how Right. You know, I'm reteaching people that have already had Reiki. Well, and also people love taking it again and again. I mean, I don't know about in your classes, but I have people that, you know, I attuned to Kali Ki Reiki 10 years ago and they come back and they want to be, you know, attuned again. And our masters, we reattune them every year, you know, because of that energy of that attunement is, mm -hmm. is really powerful. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I was just thinking about when you were talking about how you asked the Kalima, you know, if you could share the symbols, it's like, you know, Sophia buried in the Nagamari, right? Been hidden for so long. My journey is to find the truths that have been hidden and reveal them and release them and share them. So I really love exactly what you did. It's like, here they are, you know, that is so something I would align with, with the Divine Mother. You know, these are the symbols and the divine energy that the Divine Mother is giving us and connect with it. But if you really truly want to be like attuned to it, feel the power, use the power to help others to be attuned with it. Yeah. And I would just add, I mean, I think it's wonderful that you're doing this work, Shanna, and you're bringing all this to light and, and you're sharing it because we are truly at a critical time for humanity mm -hmm. and it just absolutely has to get out there. And some people will resonate and some people will not, and that's fine, but we need to get these hidden things out there so that people can find that with which they do resonate so that there can be an opening and an evolution toward unity. And I think that no matter what corner you are in the world or whatever culture you connect with the most, I bet we're going to be able to find her with whatever name, you know, she is given. Exactly. Yeah. I have to use moments again for <laughs> this whole entire episode. I love it. But I do love a lot of the things in your book. Also, there was like a drop method. Yeah. So the drop method, deep release of persistent pain patterns. So that is a method that employs both Reiki and a very simple dialoguing process where the facilitator guides the person in a dialogue first with that which is most sacred to them, what, you know, by whatever name they call it, and then begins to dialogue with their pain, their trauma. And through this dialogue in which not only do we dialogue with it, but we tell it we love it. Mm -hmm. There often is a big opening and a big release of trauma or, you know, anything that's kind of stuck in the physical, the emotional, the mental, even the psychic bodies. It incorporates some psychological techniques for trauma, but it's very powerful, but it's so gentle because it starts with Reiki, helping people to be very deeply relaxed and in that kind of zone out of the conscious mind, out of the rational mind and then lovingly dialoguing with what they probably have been trying to ignore and repress and for a very long time. And then once that dialogue is complete, then again, they just get to rest in, in the Reiki energy, a very powerful technique. We're evolving. There's no way we can keep ourselves small in a box. So I encourage anyone who's listening to read your book, which I think is inspiring other people to do that, right? What is the divine mother? She is the creatrix, right? Like be that 
creator of your own modality, your own life, whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly. That's the gift we're given. And speaking of gifts, to be able to look at, you know, the pain, the suffering, the challenges, and be able to see the lessons in those and to be more kind and more compassionate with ourselves in regard to our stuck points and with others in regard to their stuck points as well. Well, you have so much wisdom. Now I see why you have the wisdom school. Tell everybody about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we call our school the wisdom school. And if you'd like to look it up, it's thewisdomschool.us because if you just look up the wisdom school, you'll be taken to some kid's school in India. (laughs) So thewisdomschool.us. And so we're a kula, a community. And we have four different, call them satsangs a week. Three of them are online. Anyone is welcome to come join us, you know, on Zoom. I do a little teaching and guided meditations and some of the, the work with the Kaliki Reiki. We have a healing circle that's open to anyone. So if you, mm-hmm. if you want to uh, receive healing, you want to offer healing, you know, you can be part of that on, on Friday mornings. And then, you know, we teach the, all the different levels of Kaliki Reiki for First level, second level, the year-long master program, and then beyond that, we have something that we call the sacred flame Reiki. So yeah, 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 it's pretty, pretty great. You should come for our sacred flame retreat in July. You'd love it. Yeah. So we have all of these. Meditation is a big part of what we do. I call meditation the second wing of Kaliki Reiki. So the first, you know, healing and meditation. And if you have both wings, you can soar. I really do want to maybe take something of yours just so I can connect with the energy of the Kaliki. That would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so many of my listeners, they've taken Reiki. Wonderful. For sure. So yes, tell everybody where they can get your book and your website. Tell them the name. Okay. So the website is thewisdomschool.us. Okay. And um, the book is called May the Love Force Be With You. It's got a long subtitle, Kali Ki Reiki, Healing Mm -hmm. Through Divine Mother and Yogic Wisdom. But all you need to do is look up May the Love Force Be With You. And then it's under my name, Joni Dietrich. D-I-T-T-R-I-C-H and parentheses Rajashrima but it's on Amazon it's on Barnes and Noble you can get it through Sacred Stories the publisher and you can go to my website and there's an order now button that will take you to Amazon and it's available in paperback and Kindle we hope to have actually an audio book by the end of the year so oh nice everybody likes that or i do yeah i know lots of folks do yeah oh well thank you so much i seriously i feel like we could be friends for life thank you feeling so much love and and so Mm. much gratitude and truly truly the love force is with you shanna and may it be with everyone who's listening oh and also with you